0: What's the deal with estimated quarterly tax payments? Don't I only have to pay the IRS once a year? Hi, this is Alex Lynch, and I help freelancers earning six figures or more optimize their finances, all in the amount of time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. For additional resources on this subject and others important to freelancers, please check out our website, FreelanceFinanceFix.com. A frequent topic to the chagrin of many small business owners and freelancers everywhere is the subject of estimated tax payments to the IRS. In the IRS's mind, it should be super simple and straightforward and easy to project out your taxable income for the year and simply remit them their share of their tax money quarterly, as if this was an easy-to-do, simple task and the whole reason for doing it making any sense to anyone, anywhere. In this episode, we're going to talk about what estimated tax payments are, how they are calculated, how you pay them. And some tricks to avoid penalties and surprises, and to maybe make your CPA like you a little bit more. In the next episode, we're going to talk in depth about some of what are called the safe harbor rules and provisions to avoid a penalty and potentially save you some time, streamline your tax filing, and simplify your business. And why are we talking about this now? Because when interest rates were very low, the penalties for what is called underpayment of your taxes were also very low. Now, with interest rates higher and rising, the penalty for underpayment has significantly increased. I want to avoid you getting caught by surprise by an extra increase in tax penalty. And if you are like many freelancers and small business owners out there, you perhaps have not given much time and thought to what estimated payments are, and now it's time to pay a little bit more time and attention to them. Alternatively, if you have a tax preparer or bookkeeper that takes care of all of this anyway, my hat's off to you that it was a great step in your business and outsourcing productivity, but this episode will also help give you some information and perhaps help you speak the language of the tax preparer a little more fluently. First, what are estimated tax payments? And why do most who have a traditional 9-to-5 job not have to even worry about this? For those W-2 type employees who have a 9-to-5 job, their employer takes care of all the taxes and withholding on all of their paychecks. Essentially, their payroll department withholds and calculates how much they owe and remits that tax bill to the IRS behind the scenes. And they also make it super easy for you to adjust your withholding up and down at the company you may have used to work for. And before becoming a freelancer or a small business owner, this was probably a subject that was a heck of a lot easier and something you didn't have to deal with. But now that you are a small business owner or freelancer and don't have a payroll department to take care of this for you, things are a little bit more complicated. And by a little bit more complicated... I mean, there's a whole bunch more stuff related that you have to factor in in regards to making quarterly estimated tax payments, which is yet another thing that can get in the way of running and focusing on growth in your own business. Now, why is this? Because the IRS and in the United States, we have a pay as you go tax system. What that means is when you make money or have taxable income, you are expected to remit the payments to the IRS as quickly as physically possible. Now, the IRS gives us a little break in that we only owe that payment to them once a quarter versus a near perpetual basis. However, to add insult to injury, the quarterly payment due dates for estimated taxes are not logical quarterly dates, as the spacing between them is not consistent quarter over quarter. So you have to check between each calendar quarter what the actual due dates are, and these are also posted at the beginning of the year. An estimated tax payment is the process you go through every quarter to remit your estimated tax bill for that quarter to the IRS based on how much revenue you actually earned and what your estimated adjusted gross income could look like. Essentially, you are supposed to calculate how much tax you owe every quarter, and pay that bill to the IRS quarterly. Depending on what state you reside in, there could be applicable state tax filing as well. During this episode, however, I will only be discussing talking about the IRS estimated tax payment component. To recap here, before you were a freelancer, a solopreneur, or a small business owner, filing your taxes was a little bit more straightforward and you probably only had to think about it once a year in the middle of April. And most everything was taken care of by your payroll or HR department. But now you have to be on top of making sure that every quarter an estimated tax payment based on your adjusted gross income is made every quarter. Now you might be asking yourself, why would I want to go through all this hassle? Because if we don't pay the IRS its share of our estimated tax, we can potentially owe what is called a underpayment tax penalty. And this penalty may catch many by surprise this year, as the underpayment penalty during the last many, many years has been very low because it is connected to prevailing interest rates at the time. And now that interest rates have increased significantly, the penalty has also increased significantly. Furthermore, if you've been listening to this show and suddenly been earning more on your savings account in the form of interest or changed your investments or done Roth conversions, this could all be activity that triggers an estimated tax payment for you. As again, in the United States, we have a pay-as-you-go system. Our tax system is not based on the singular date of April 15th. It is officially broken out into some calendar quarters where you owe tax on your income within that quarter. Now let's skip ahead to how are taxes actually paid or remitted to the IRS. There are two main ways that taxes are paid to the IRS. The first and most common way is through withholding. This is primarily the way a standard W-2 or person with a nine-to-five job where they have taxes withheld on every paycheck. Taxes can also be withheld on things like IRA distributions. Roth conversions, if you're over age 59 and a half, on social security, pensions, annuities, unemployment, large gambling winnings, and a few other types of income as well. Also, if you are paid a salary through your S-Corp, you are hopefully having some taxes withheld there. However, if you are taking any extra distributions, you may not be withholding the full amount. This leads us to our other method for remitting your taxes to the IRS, and this is by making an estimated tax payment. You can either go to the IRS portal, which is surprisingly easier to use than you may think, and I have personally gone there with many, many clients over the years and helped them pay their tax bill, and they are often surprised that it is one of the more straightforward and easy-to-do things regarding your taxes. Once on the portal, you can pay your estimated tax through either a bank transfer, EFT, or on your credit card with a processing fee. Please make sure to print your confirmation page or save it to your computer. And also let your tax preparer know that you've made an estimated tax payment so they don't forget about it when it comes time to file your taxes. We want you to make sure that you're getting all the credit for the great estimated tax payment that you're making. You could also mail in a payment to the IRS. However, I really discourage you from doing this. As since COVID, there have been literally containers full of mail that the IRS has not timely processed and the dates could get lax. And also, if it's been too long since a check has been cashed, the check could bounce, which would not be a enjoyable experience. Again, I encourage you to use the IRS estimated tax portal. It's easier than you might think. Making these estimated tax payments is particularly applicable to small business owners, freelancers, anybody with inconsistent seasonal or lumpy income who has multiple jobs, Or if you had any one-off revenue-inducing activities throughout the year, let's say you sold a property, changed your investments, had some gambling winnings, or did a large Roth conversion. These are all activities that may make you want to make an estimated payment. You now may be asking, what actually happens during the tax filing season when I file my tax return? When you file your tax return in the middle of April, it is really more of a reconciliation of all your activities throughout the year than the end all and be all of tax payment times. It is really the time period when you submit the full documents to the IRS and you find out if you paid too much and get a refund back, or you underpaid your taxes and could potentially owe a penalty. The fix is in. Now you know more about estimated tax payments, why we have them, and why you need to pay attention to them, particularly in light of interest rates having gone up. Action items from this episode. Please put on your calendar the actual due dates for the estimated tax payments and make sure to pay attention and don't ignore them. Next episode, I will talk more about some safe harbor provisions for avoiding estimated tax penalties, some ways to streamline this potentially in your business and save you some time on filing your taxes. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Freelance Finance Fix. Please check out our website, FreelanceFinanceFix.com, for more information and resources for freelancers.
1: Before you go, one thing you should know. This isn't legal tax or investment advice, it's just a show, cause tax laws are tricky and investments complex, get professional advice and do more research so you'll know. isn't tax, legal, or investing advice.